Do you long for deeper intimacy with God? In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus teaches us how to build our relationship with Him. Let's join the Brookwood Care Pastors in this series, When You Pray. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Care Ministries podcast here at Brookwood Church. And uh, My name is Gene Beckner, I'm the Care Pastor. I'm here with Josh Masters, Doug Wildman, the Associate Care Pastors. Gentlemen. Hey, Howdy. welcome back. All right. So we are continuing in our series, When You Pray, and this is episode five, I believe. That's right. And um, actually this one was quite challenging for us, even though the scripture itself is not very long. It seems to happen that way. Hey, we would recommend that you uh, go back and listen to uh, the series in its entirety um, before you get to episode five, because uh, each episode builds on the one previous to it. And so we are in Matthew 6, and uh, specifically, we are dealing with the Lord's Prayer, where Jesus is telling uh, folks, look, this is this is the guide. This is how you should pray, and uh, we have gone through verses uh, nine through twelve, and now we are on verse thirteen, which, when you first look at it, seems simple enough, but as we unpack it, we will see there's a lot there, and so what uh, Matthew six, this is in the NLT version, says, "Don't let us yield to temptation." Uh, but rescue us from the evil one. And when you first look at it and you see the word temptation, when we did a word study, we also saw the word tested. And so uh, we began to realize that uh, those two words are pretty close, but they are also uh, distinct. And so uh, the actual scripture itself, when you look at uh, don't let us yield to temptation, uh, the actual... Um, original language is to not let temptation carry inward. And so, um, you know, the idea, I think Doug's going to elaborate on it, is, you know, that um, temptation uh, starts on the inside of us mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. You know, it's, it's our uh, fallen nature uh, that sometimes craves things that are not uh, of God. And so here's Jesus saying, you know, God, will you don't let us carry this thing inward? You know, um, things, there may be a, something on the outside of us that looks good to us mm-hmm. or that we want to possess or that we want. But if it carries inward to us, kind of like something going downstream and it gets in us, then, you know, we have the uh, potential for temptation to turn into to sin. Um, and so Doug was going to reference another scripture that kind of goes along with that. Yeah, this is uh, James chapter 1, verses 13 to 15. It says, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away. It's pretty strong language. Dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. Um, that word enticed is deliezo, which means uh, basically like it's a fishing term. You know, you throw the mm. you throw the hook into the water, yeah. and mm. you know the fish gets um, tempted, I guess, by the by the bait that's on the hook. 
Um, and then it goes on and it says, then afterward, desire is conceived and it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. Mm. Um, and so it, it's kind of talking a bit about that kind of dual nature that we have. There's um, both the flesh and the spirit. And um, it it actually says that a person can be dragged away mm. by the evil desires mm. that are in our flesh. And I think that's yeah. a that's a hard concept to grasp sometimes. Other times I think I mean we we know ourselves well and we know the things that uh we're more susceptible to, you know. Um you know, some people it's, you know, being disrespected, other people it's traffic, other people it's, you know, rude people or or whatever. But I think like when we're sitting here and we read that and go, wow, that that comes from me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Our need for Christ begins to grow because I think a lot of times what we like to do is we like to point the finger. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't get mad if it wasn't for you or I wouldn't have done that if it hadn't been for you or I wouldn't have lost my temper if that person hadn't cut me off in traffic. Yep. When in reality, that's just the thing that's triggering you that's already in you. Yes. Right. Right. And so I think, Doug, you said the other day, I'm stealing your phrase, you said we're tempted by the enemy, but he does that by stirring up the desires that are already in our hearts. So sometimes it's inward and sometimes it's the enemy stirring up that temptation in us. Yeah. When I was doing a little bit of research on this, uh, this little passage, it said that it's not um, God as a direct agent, but by, uh, but by agency proceeding from God. So like in the book of Job, where um, the devil goes before God and mm-hmm. um, God says, yes, you may, you may do some um, work on Job, you know, um, but you cannot kill him. Uh, in, in some ways, I think of it almost like, you know, Gene, you were a school teacher and you know you gave pop quizzes to your students i'm sure oh yeah and um you know what happens when you read a a passage from the scripture and then uh, immediately afterward god you know just kind of tests you to see if you've been picking up on some of those lessons i think that's what god does but what the devil does is he uses our fleshly desires mm-hmm. stirs those things up and tempts us to evil, mm. which is an entirely different thing. Yeah, that's the, that's the difference between God testing our faith and the enemy tempting us. Yeah, is the motivation behind it, right? The circumstances exactly. may look the same to us, yes. but God is trying to build our character. Yes, and Satan is trying to drag us into evil. Exactly. Yeah. And just to go back to that Job, that's Job one verse twelve, where God gives Satan permission and says. You know, you can do whatever you want, um, but you can't. You can't kill him. Yeah. And it says, then Satan left the Lord's presence. So you're right. The agent, God used Satan mm-hmm. or exactly. allowed Satan to do what he did to Job, yeah. but yet God was still the one that was in control of it. God has sovereignty. And God, Yeah, God has sovereignty over that. A good example of a test would be when God went to Abraham and said, sacrifice your son. Mm. Which on the surface, you kind of go, what? You know, but it was a test. I mean, it actually says, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to see if you would actually follow through on what I've asked you to do. 
Um, so the scripture is pretty clear that God does test people, mm-hmm. but he but he tempts no one. Right. Yeah, that's what the passage in James is all about. Yeah. And so when we were looking at commentaries and and write ups about this one sentence, mm-hmm. every commentator was saying, you know, at first this passage in the Lord's Prayer looks like it contradicts James that. God mm-hmm. is tempting. But the NLT is actually, in this case, a better translation, mm-hmm. right? Because it says, do not let us yield to temptation. What you were talking about, Gene, about, you know, don't let us take it on inwardly mm-hmm. and don't let us be tempted by the enemy. Um, but many people know the Lord's Prayer is lead us not into temptation, which makes it sound like it's contradicting James. Right. But it's much more about don't let us yield to it in our own power. Don't let us try to deal with it in our own power, and don't let us be tricked by the enemy. Now, of course, the best example that we have in Scripture of how to deal with temptation is, of course, Jesus Christ, who mm-hmm. went into a period of temptation. Uh, we know that in between, and this happens just between when Jesus is baptized and when he starts his public ministry, mm-hmm. he goes into the desert. The Holy Spirit sends him into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, and during that time, he is tempted. So, of course, Jesus is the only perfect example we have of how to deal Mm -hmm. with temptation. And so we don't know a lot about what happened in that full 40 days, except for he spent time seeking intimacy with the Father and fasting and that he was tempted three times by the devil. Mm -hmm. But we don't know everything else that happened within those 40 days. We can assume that he's seeking God um, and preparing for his public ministry. But... The thing that stands out to me when we read that passage, and if you want to read it on your own, we won't read the whole thing, but it's Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, when Jesus is tempted in the desert, is that he resists temptation perfectly by having communion with the Father, being connected with the Father, Mm -hmm. self-denial, because he's fasting. He's Mm -hmm. putting aside his own desires and his own fleshly wants. Mm and the revelation of Scripture. Every single time the devil tempts him, and the devil uses Scripture, he just takes it out of context, Mm -hmm. which is often what the enemy will do to a believer, is he will take Scripture out of context. Uh, But through the revelation of the truth of Scripture, Jesus was able to refute his misuse Mm -hmm. of Scripture. So we have a connection to the Father, self-denial, and revelation of Scripture. And I think that is very much what the Lord's Prayer is about, because as we talked about in the previous episodes, we start with reverence for God and His holiness and seeking Him and seeking His kingdom, and then asking Him for our needs, not for our wants. So I think very much this passage is about, or this part of the prayer, is about us not relying on ourselves, Mm -hmm. seeking Mm -hmm. God, having revelation from God to fight temptation. Yeah. Uh, two passages that we had talked about were both come from the letters to the Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 1, 8, and 9 says, We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond their ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. In fact, mm. we expected to die. Hmm. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learn to rely only on God who raises the dead. Mm. Mm. And so I think that that passage 
the idea of don't let us yield to temptation is about us relying on God and his strength because we don't actually have the strength to resist temptation. And then the other passage, 1 Corinthians um, 10, 13, says the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. So your experience is not special. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand, and that's with him. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out that you can endure. Mm -hmm. So the hope is that when we are relying fully on God— and we're focused on God, and we're relying on his strength instead of our own, he will always provide an exit from temptation, mm-hmm. from not being able to resist. That is powerful. Yeah, that is powerful. So as as Gene sort of started with, we'll sort of end where we started, which is that the words that are there are about don't let the temptation carry inward. Don't let it be on my shoulders. Don't let it be within me. Mm-hmm. And don't let me be consumed by what the enemy is telling me. So I think overall, mm-hmm. it's about reliance on God yes. to resist temptation. Would you? Yeah, there's a there's a certain level of humility, uh, being humble, that you need to have for two things. One is your inability to resist sin on your own because yep. Jesus knows it's going to carry inward. Right. And two, that there is an evil one that wants to kill you. I mean, that he hates God's creation. He doesn't like Christians because they carry God's glory. And and so, you know, by Jesus saying, hey, rescue us from not evil, but the evil one. You know, he could have he could have personified it and just made it evil, but he says, "Hey, you know, keep us away from the evil one. Keep us away from sinning. Keep us away from it getting in us." Yes. Because he knows the damage that it's going to do, that it's going to do to us and our relationships, you know, those around us. And so I think, you know, when I have looked at the Lord's prayer as a whole, but especially today's, there's just a a sense of of you know, pride comes before the fall. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you think you got it and you think you're okay and you think you don't need God, yeah. that's usually when it carries inward and that's usually when you, you know, you end up in the pigsty. And, yeah. You know. I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen this in the work that you do, but it seems like the harder that we try mm-hmm. in the flesh, the harder the temptation becomes. Yes. Um. We could do a whole series on the fruit of the spirit, including the uh, self-control idea. You could do a whole series on just that fruit. That on just on <laughs> yeah, that one, just on yeah, that just on self-control. You know what? What the? What does that actually mean? Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with union with Christ, which yeah. is you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. And so, in wrapping up, I would say we mentioned Christ being tempted in the wilderness. And we sort of mentioned self-denial and the fact that he paired fasting with this discipline. And so we're going to spend time next week talking about that because this passage continues and Jesus teaches on fasting because that's expected to be part of your prayer life. So we didn't go too deep into that today, but we will return to that next week. And so... If you feel like you don't want to fast, that you don't get an excuse to not listen. You have to still tune in and listen. 
Um, and so let's just pray and thank God for what he's doing in our lives. And then we'll see you again next week. Father God, we just, um, we thank you for your glory. We thank you that even though we can't resist temptation on our own and we have an enemy that's constantly trying to trick us and manipulate us, that we can rely on your strength and your holiness and your glory to provide us a way out of our temptation. And so we pray today, Lord, just as you taught us, help us to not yield to temptation and deliver us from the evil one. And Lord, we just pray for each person listening today and for ourselves as well, that you would show us those escapes and that you would draw us close to you in a way that we recognize them naturally. We thank you in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. If we can be an encouragement for you as you grow in your prayer life, or if you would just like to connect with us at Brookwood Care Ministries, you can call us at 864-688-8355, or you can visit us at brookwoodchurch.org forward slash care.